0: to the weekly podcast of Science and the City, the public gateway to the New York Academy of Sciences, online at scienceandthecity.org. Today is Friday, April 24th, 2009. I'm Alana Rangi. Last week, I took a trip to Midtown to check out the Go Green Expo. With Earth Day earlier this week, We here at Science in the City thought it was a good time for a green podcast. So, this week, join me at the Expo as I scout out five new ways for the busy New Yorker to go green in this city. Hi, this is Alana Rangi, producer and host of the Science in the City podcast series. I want to tell you something I bet you didn't know about Science in the City. We rely on your support to bring you great science content every week from our weekly podcast to our successful event series like the Science of the Five Senses happening right now and our Exhaustive Science Events calendar. Ladies and gentlemen, this may come as a surprise, but none of this happens for free. We know it's a tough time, so we're not asking for much. In fact, $50,000 will fund our podcast series for the year. And if that sounds like a lot, think of it this way. If every one of our 5,000 weekly listeners just gave $10, we'd be set. So, whether it's $10 or $100, your donations count. And we definitely hope you think Science in the City is worth giving to. Give today online at scienceandthecity.org donate. And from all of us here at Science in the City, thank you for your support. I'm at the Hilton Hotel in New York City's Midtown at this year's Go Green Expo. I'm here to check out some new ways for New Yorkers to go green. So what's your name?
1: My name's Daniel Leslie. And what do you do? I'm an instructor and a tutor for Clean Edison.
0: For Con- Clean Edison? Clean Edison,
1: not Con Ed. Oh. So we're not affiliated with Con Ed. We are a greener, cleaner alternative to Con Ed.
0: All right, so what are you uh, offering here?
1: We do exam prep for LEED, which stands for Leadership in Energy and Energy Environmental Design. So it's a way of certifying green buildings. We help people pass the exams so they can be LEED accredited professionals.
0: So I know that I work at a green building at the New York Academy of Sciences, but why would anybody who isn't like a contractor or an architect want to get LEED certification?
1: Because it makes you more marketable for your career no matter what you do. So for example, if you work in sales, and your products have recycled content you can market your products better if you understand where those products fit in with the lead rating system if you have flooring that's made of rapidly renewable materials you can tell the consumer hey if you buy our flooring your lead building will get an extra point towards becoming a certified building another example is for composite wood there's a requirement in LEED that says that the composite wood should not have any added urea formaldehyde So if you sell that kind of wood and you don't have any added urea formaldehyde, that helps people get points towards getting their green building certified.
0: So is LEED a pretty new program? I don't know that much about it. It's
1: been around since 2001. Uh Right now it's the main recognized way of, of green building design, and it's managed through the USGBC, the United States Green Building Council.
0: Great, and so when people come to your, what is it, a two-day course?
1: Yes, it's a two-day comprehensive course. So they come, we feed them lunch, and we teach them everything they know to pass the exam.
0: And it's five ninety-nine, you said. Five
1: ninety-five.
0: Five ninety-five.
1: Yes, yes. Um.
0: So five ninety-five, two days. They get lunch, and especially in this economy where people are maybe looking at. Changing careers or starting fresh, I guess, would you say this is something that they could add to their resume in a way that...
1: Yeah, you put those letters after your name on your resume, Lead AP, Lead Accredited Professional, it shows that you understand the industry, how to get a building certified, everything. So I think it's a big plus.
0: And how can they, if uh, people are listening to this and couldn't make it to the Green Expo, how can people find out about you?
1: CleanEdison.com, www.cleanedison.com. Awesome,
0: Next, I make my way over and sit down with Jean Monet, who's in charge of a booth called Big Green Cart. I know I'm not the only person in this city with a shopping problem, and the shopping cart logo intrigues
2: me just a little bit.
0: Okay, so what is the Big Green Cart?
2: It's a uh, classified auction and swap site, and all the new items are all following the three R's. They're reusable, recyclable, or renewable.
0: So is it like a green eBay, basically?
2: Well, it's different than the uh, than that kind of a site because basically we only are charging $0.99 cent listings and no final value fee. And we're looking at trying to build a community based upon not greenwashing, which is many of the big, bigger companies are doing. So we're very selective of who we have on our site. So as at the uh, expo today, I'm just going around and selecting who I would like on the site.
0: Can you give me an example of some things that we
2: might shop for on Big Green Cart? Ah, be from clothing to, um, a, there's quite a few items over here I could show you, actually. And if you go on the site, the first page has the featured items. And, and it's the biggreencart.com. Yes. And we have some uh, baby balm. and oh, yeah. We also have some aromatherapy products and uh, some uh, cleaning products. Yep. Yeah organic body oil and some pre-used items as well. So tell me about your standards for selecting um, people who
0: are qualified to, I guess, exhibit their stuff on your site.
2: What we're doing is we're using our very expansive glossary in order that people need to meet at least two or three items in the glossary so it's for them to be accepted on the site. And a lot of people say, well, how do we know that? How do we keep track of that? Well, we're hoping that building a green community, that other people would also keep track of it so that they would be able to help us with suggestions and saying, hey, this isn't right. So it's about a communication, not only about just selling and buying, but it's communicating about the items.
0: So give me an example of what some of the glossary terms are.
2: We have them on our newsletter. They are alphabetical order. We have packs of them. And this was, see? All right. So we could go Astro-turf, to... Yes, auction, AstroTurf. Yes, AstroTurf. Auction,
0: biodegradable.
2: Mm hmm. And let's go to the letter R. Uh, uh, and then we have recycled. Re- recycled, Re- Re- yep. Renewable energy.
0: Scuppy. What's a Scuppy? A
2: Scuppy, yeah. It refers to somebody who's socially conscious, upperly mobile, <laughs> professional.
0: <laughs> okay. Interesting. You learn new things every day, yes. Scuppy. Um, okay, cool. So there are kind of like two aspects to your site then. One is, as an eco-conscious shopper, you can go online and buy stuff. So you, it is actually an auction. You go in and you bid?
2: Yes, Okay. exactly. And Or you could just sell it. Say you okay. just don't want the bid and you just want to be classified, you could classify it as well. Okay. So that's one, yes. Okay. So we can have a green seller.
0: You can have a green buyer or you can have a green seller who is somebody who... Now, do you have people who write to you and say, I... I think I have a green product, can I sell on your site?
2: Yes, we had one person that recently did that and we looked at the product and it was fine. It was really a beautiful product in fact and we even featured it in our e-newsletter. Cool. So it was um, a wrapping paper that had seeds on it and they could plant the paper and it became flowers. How
3: long
0: has this been around for?
2: Uh, we soft launched in November at the San Francisco Festival. Mm-hmm. And today is our hard launch, and we did a press release, so this is our grand opening. Well, congratulations. Thank you.
0: And um, are you guys based in New York? Yes,
2: we're based in New in New York. And also, by the way, too, we are also doing swapping too, which we're looking at bartering as perhaps the wave of the future and trying to do it on the local basis as well, so therefore localizing it and spending you know, less carbon footprints uh, or shipping to swap things. In addition, we're doing green services too, so anything that people are painting green with green paints or anything like that, so services could be exchanged or paid for. That's cool. My next two finds are related, and perfect for the city
0: person looking for a way to green up. And they both tackle the current, environmentally unfriendly, dry cleaning industry.
4: My name is Rick Siegel. I am the president, along with my wife Jenny Nygrosh, of the Green Garmento, a reusable dry cleaning garment bag so people don't have to use single-use plastic when they go to dry cleaners anymore
0: now I will have to be honest the first thing that jumped into my mind when I saw these was oh my god what a hassle because I'm gonna to have to remember to take my garment bag every time I drop what? off my dry cleaning yep. um, what was your second thought but man I'd be saving a lot of plastic <laughs>
4: no here's your second thought unlike when you go to a store and you remember and you think ah oh, geez I forgot my bag when I'm going to the shopping no? When every time you go to the dry cleaning, you're going to be carrying dry cleaning with you, and this is what you put your dry cleaning in. So you don't have to worry about forgetting it because you'll always have it with you. Because usually when people go to the dry cleaner, they're dropping off while picking up. So you're going to be taking your duffel bag in. You'll leave it as a duffel bag, and while it's be and while it's waiting for your other clothes to be cleaned, they're going to give you back your other bag, which is now shaped as a hanging garment bag with its full. So so you don't have to worry about forgetting.
0: Okay, so wait. This bag actually has two sizes?
4: No, it has you have it's one bag with three applications. All right,
0: let's see the it's, three applications.
4: Well, it's going to be hard through audio.
0: Well, this is this is my forte. <laughs> okay. Sometimes but
4: it starts as the place where you put your dry cleaning. So, okay. So you can put it into any hamper frame. Okay. Or you can hook it and hang it up on a wall. Yep. Yeah. And you put the dry cleaner. So it's in.
0: like a giant sack basically. It's a giant, yep. it's a
4: laundry bag. Yep. When you're getting ready to go to the dry cleaner, yep. You pull the drawstring tight. Uh-huh. You clip it down so it stays. Yep. You grab it by the shoulder strap.
0: Oh, nice feature.
4: And now you have a duffel bag. And okay. then when you get to the dry cleaner, you leave the bag. Yep. And he returns it to you with your clothes in it
0: on hangers. As a hanging
4: garment bag.
0: Beautiful. So and
4: it does all three things.
0: So what have the dry cleaners' response been to this?
4: They love it. They love it for, uh, for another reason. Besides the fact that they can talk about being green, it also saves them money. So where you think about the plastic, they're also thinking about, they have another kind of plastic called garment covers for their fine linens and heavy sweaters. They also have VIP bags or delivery bags that they have to hand in. Then they also have the twist ties, or the rubber bands, which they have to put into every order. All four of those things, the single-use plastic, the rubber band, the Garmin cover, the, the delivery bag, they all get replaced by this. So this is even a much greener product than just saving the single-use plastic. It eliminates the need for four different items. And because it eliminates that, the dry cleaners also get to save a lot of money. Mm-hmm.
0: So where did you get this idea?
4: I have a garbage can. Huh in my closet filled with plastic every week. And I'm trying to figure out how I can get rid of that garbage can. And when we and, and we just really came upon something that didn't work because it was expensive. That it was and we wanted to make something that was affordable. The dry cleaners that retails for ten dollars versus the thirty to thirty-five dollars. And the dry cleaners could buy for four to five dollars in bulk. Therefore, so it's really a savings of money, besides the savings of plastic and the savings of everything else.
0: So, how does uh, you know your everyday New Yorker get their hands on one of these?
4: Well, the easiest way for an everyday New Yorker to do it um, without leaving the house is to go to greengarmento.com. The greengarmento.com.
0: And Garmento is G-A-R-M-E-N-T-O.
4: Dot com, but uh, the, yeah, probably. You know, thegreengarmento.com is the easiest way to do Perfect. it. Perfect. Thank it, you. And, and if they tell us who their dry cleaner is, if they email us and say who the dry cleaner is and what the address is, we'll send them a free bag.
0: Awesome. So once you've got your green reusable dry cleaning bag, take it to the Green Apple Cleaners, a new green dry cleaning service.
5: My name is David Kistner, K-I-S-T-N-E-R. Well, Green Apple Cleaner started as an idea of mine about five years ago when my wife got pregnant with her twin boys. I read through one of those ma- those books, uh, for Guides to Pregnancy, and it said, do not let your wife wear dry clean clothes. So I'm like, all right, why? And I, I did a little research. The dry cleaning industry is a horribly toxic industry. Fortunately, a couple months later, in February of 2003, Consumer Reports comes out and says the best way to clean your clothes, CO2 and water. So I'm like, okay. We'll do that. I looked around, and sure enough, there wasn't one here in the Northeast.
0: Now, okay, so we're talking carbon dioxide and Correct. water. How does that scientifically work?
5: Here's how it works, and let me, let me preface that. CO2 has a wrap, has a you know, people think CO2 is bad. Uh, and, and in this case, we're actually taking CO2, which was historically just vented off into industry. So when you go to the Budweiser plant, and they make alcohol, CO2 is a byproduct. Well now, that's a commodity. We actually buy that CO2, and we take it, put it in a a special CO2 cleaning machine, very expensive, mind you, and we pressurize it to 800 PSI. Uh, We add a detergent, and we clean your clothes in liquid CO2. We then reverse that process. We scrub that CO2, 99% of that CO2, and your clothes come out cold and clean. Cold and clean? Cold and clean, and then we finish them off using European finishing. Which is basically warm steam and air, and then a cool iron. So, not only do you get the benefits of not having, it's like a spa for your clothes. I mean, there's no nothing hot, they'll last 20 to 40% longer, um, and, they, and they just, the fibers are all opened up, and they're, they're completely stripped of any toxic material.
0: So, um, but when you're talking about your overhead costs compared to somebody, a cleaner who uses chemicals, are you is it costing you more to use this COT process
3: than somebody who uses,
0: I don't know, I don't even know what you use to dry clean clothing? Well,
5: a typical dry cleaner, about 85 to 90% of dry cleaners use PERC for chloroethylene. Um, PERC is a cancer-causing agent, um, and the second-highest users are, um, are marketed as hydrocarbon, or in the stores you'll see them as organic. Um, the EPA classifies and labels them as petroleum. It's a little more understandable, right? Petroleum. So those machines are much cheaper. Yeah, they're, they're $15,000 to $30,000, starting at 150000 each. Once you make that capital injection and if you're committed to doing what is good for the environment you'll see that sustainability or being green is actually sustainability means saving and savings means saving ultimately money
0: how do you use the service
5: well the first thing you should do is just go to www.greenapplecleaners.com or you can call it's 888 I love CO2 which is 888 458 8262 um, and you can, we can sign you up right there. We have uh, 10 locations throughout the Northeast and um, we also do free pick up and drop off at all doorman buildings in the Northeast and um, within a 10 block radius of any one of our stores.
0: Great, so there's lots of Manhattan.
5: There's five in Manhattan, one in Park Slope, and four in New Jersey.
0: Perfect finally, for the eco-conscious business, whether it be large or small, I thought I'd check out some greener office strategies that might not be as pricey as you first thought.
3: My name is Livio Cicciotti and I work for Monroe Litho, we're a commercial printer in upstate New York and I'm the leading edge of sustainability in this industry.
0: So um, when you're talking about printing, for somebody who just has no idea what we're talking about, what kind, of, what kind of stuff do you guys do?
3: We can handle anything from postcards and brochures up to large publications like case-bound books, something that you see on a coffee table, very high-end stuff, and anywhere in between.
0: So basically, um, if... If somebody wanted to make their company greener, they could switch from whatever printer they use now and come to you.
3: Absolutely, um, we offer a wide gamut of different ways that we can express this in their in their marketing pieces and in their services, and uh, a lot of different venues in which they can convey that they're being greener, more sustainable by using us as their print provider.
0: Okay, so tell me, describe to me some of the ways that make you know things that make you greener than I don't know my local printer that I'm already with.
3: Sure, sure, we uh. We're we're an FSC certified chain of custody supplier, so um, you know, portions of our of our paper purchasing is FSC paper, which is, uh, it's harbored and forested in a more sustainable way for the environment. This year alone, since January, we've used over 220,000 pounds of FSC certified paper. We do not run on the weekends. We're 24-hour shop money through Friday, so we do not incur any overtime costs for our buyers, which helps keeps costs down. And uh, another way, we use a house sheet, uh, which we buy so much of this certain type of paper. Um, we buy it at a lower price, which in turn, we pass that on to our, to our buyers and our customers, saving them money. And in an economic climate like this today, um, we're exploring every avenue possible to save money for not only us, but our customers.
0: How does your pricing compare to somebody who's maybe not as eco-friendly?
3: We're very, very competitive in our pricing. Um, you know, for uh, a product and a service that has such a high value to it, you can't always expect that uh, to come with the lowest price, but um, for our product and our services, we definitely provide the highest of quality in both arenas. Uh, but. Again, we are very competitive in our pricing, and we do fare well against local competitors that are in the same area and, and provide the same value.
0: So do you think that that companies and publishers are interested in going green, or is, especially in this economy when it's, you know, people are like you, trying to save money in every way? So. You know, have you noticed that people are switching green, or? How?
3: Oh, absolutely, and it's more of a. We're finding that we need to educate people on it. A lot of people are are not aware of what's out there and how they can how they can convey their message of their being more green or just sustainable. So what we're trying to do is to educate our customers at the same time, and we're finding that 80 percent, 87 percent of consumers out there would rather have a, a product or a service that's more environmentally conscious than not. Um, and we've done studies on this, and there's a, a print clearinghouse in industry research analyst board that has done some research on this as well.
0: So if somebody's listening and wants to investigate your green printing process, uh, switch their company over, how do they find out about you? Well
3: oh, Absolutely. We have a website. It's www.munrolitho.com. Um, You can look us up on there, and uh, there's a contact form, and it'll go right to uh, someone in our company, and it'll get passed on, and you usually get a call within a day.
0: Awesome. Great. Thank you. Thank you. From the Go Green Expo in New York, I'm Alana Renke for Science in the City.
6: In May of 1959, British novelist and physicist C.P. Snow delivered his infamous Two Cultures lecture, What he didn't know was that the gap between science and the humanities he so vividly described would still persist 50 years later. That's why on May 9, 2009, Science in the City, the Science Communication Consortium, Science Debate 2008, and Discover Magazine bring you Two Cultures in the 21st Century, a full-day conference bringing together visionaries, scientists, authors, and the media to explore the persistence of the two cultures gap how it can be overcome. Join Pulitzer Prize winner E.O. Wilson, former Congressman John Porter, Segway inventor and entrepreneur Dean Kamen, and many others at this historic event. For more information and tickets, please visit www.nyas.org forward slash two cultures.